Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. I do. I appreciate you guys so much and so thankful for, for you guys and this body and um, just you guys individually. And uh, such a blessing. So thank you guys. And um, let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for just loving us and and um, loving us unconditionally and and fully and without any reserve. And so I just thank you for that, Father. I'm so grateful for you. Holy Spirit, speak through me this morning, and we give you the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, woo, man, I sometimes I have a lot of energy, but I'll tell you what. Um, <clears throat> yesterday um, it was kind of a big day for me because, like, when I grew up, I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan, right? And so I like um, I remember watching the Sooners. In the Texas Texas play, it was a, it's called the Red River Showdown. It used to be called the Red River Shootout, but I think it's not politically correct anymore to say shootout. So they they changed the name, right? So it went from rivalry, anyway, whatever it is, right? So I remember watching. I I can have been more than four or five, and my dad and my grandpa were there watching this game, and like OU's ranked real high, and Texas is ranked real high. And um, <clears throat> all I remember is Texas beat us, which does not happen very often, right? Like very rarely, but they just happen to beat us, and we just happen to have a chance to go on and, and for a national championship, and I think they went on and did really good too. But I, my grandpa cried, and, and I was like, and my dad was tearing up, and I was like, you know, this must be really, really important. So ever since then, I have been like a diehard Sooner fan because I thought, if this is that important, I want to know about it, right? And so there's certain things in our culture that's important and that we pick up uh, as we're kids. So yesterday I'm watching this game. Good Lord. They were torturing me, right? It's like no one wanted to win the whole first half. And in the second half, they get a 14-point lead, and they blow it in the last three minutes, right? Go into overtime, right? Do two overtimes, go into the third overtime. Texas misses a field goal, and all they need is a field goal to, to, to get it, and they miss, right? Then finally, the fourth overtime, four over, overtime, over five hours I spent on that game <laughs> yesterday, Five hours, right? Four overtimes. And they were torturing me. If they keep this up, I'm going to root for someone else. <laughs> right? Five hours. Finally, they score. They get an interception. And, and they win. And I was like, thank God it's over at that point. I didn't care who won. Right? Well, that's not true. I always care when it comes to that. Right? That's why they call it the Red River and not the Burn Orange River. We own that booger, right? But um, I was just thinking, watching that, and like all all the adversity these guys went through in that game, they never quit. 
and they never give up and they kept moving forward and they kept going and like there's guys that had no energy left and the coach said after the game was like they were begging to get back onto the field right and, and so like when they got there like like it's at the cotton bowl and like there's these all these people at the state fair and so usually as you're seeing the state fair like you're going in the atmosphere is great and there's like 90,000 people there and so as they're going into this it's like a ghost town man and then there are 25,000 people but they said it by the end of the game it sounded like there was 90,000 in there I mean it was just electric and so we can change the atmosphere around us you know we can change like we can't change how how everything's going around us but we can change the atmosphere inside ourselves right and as we change that pretty soon we'll see you know what if i just keep going if i just don't give up if i don't just don't let up i i'm i'm going to make it through this and 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 then pretty soon you start feeling thankful and you're like, wait a second, situations are starting to line up and things are starting to change and wait wait a second, how'd that happen? How'd I get here? How'd I get there? And pretty soon we find things just lining out for us and it reminded me, I seen a picture on Facebook I posted of my horses and it was like six, seven years ago and and it was about six months I um I'd been walking through a parking lot at QFC in Stanwood and I got hit by a truck and I went like flying through the air backwards like Superman but backwards <laughs> and I rolled and I was a little more nimble then I rolled st stood up stepped to the side and he went by me and then I just kind of collapsed there because like it it wasn't fun right and so I come out not one broken bone I ended up with like a collapsed lung and concussion and and but I had some injury, other injuries. One of them was in my thigh, and and it was from a nerve. And like I couldn't get on the horse. And then they're saying on my back, they're like, James, you're never going to ride again. You need to quit. So the doctor told me that I fired him. <laughs> I was like, I I don't need to hear that kind of stuff in my life. You don't know how big my God is, right? And so I was real discouraged that day. And so I went out to take care of my horses and just hang with my horses. And as I was sitting there, I just thought, you know, all the stuff that's going on, like I couldn't even like ride, I couldn't, I couldn't shoe, like the other horse shoers would take me with them, just out of the kindness of their heart. And all these bills were mounting up and it looked really bad. And I just went out there, and as I sat in there, I just all of a sudden, there's, I just got this thankful feeling in my heart. They ever just go out there, and I started talking to my daddy God, right? The one who op opens the Red Sea, right? The one who delivers people from, from Egypt, the one, the one who raises the dead, the one who heals the sick. And I got this hope. And as I was hanging with my horses and talking to my daddy, God, all of a sudden life got breathed back into me. And, and I had a strength that I didn't have before. And God started moving things and started working. And not only did I not ride again, like I did a lot of things, you know, with the horses. And so I still do. So, so when I was looking back on that, I was seeing this post on Facebook. And so I posted back. I kind of talked about the story, and then I just remembered, you know something? I was right to trust him. 
I was right to believe him. I was right to say, you know something, Father, I'm going to give this to you because you're bigger than all that stuff out there. And you're bigger than the obstacles that I'm seeing and the things that I'm facing. You're just bigger. You're greater. You're, you're, you're just so awesome. And, and when I look back at that moment, I realized that was like the turning point in, in my situation. It's because like I cannot get any lower. And when I realized there was a place where I was just totally bankrupt in what I had do, could do in my own power, that all I could do was lean on him. And you know something? That was probably the best place I've ever been in my life when I look back. Because we can, we can think, well, it's okay, God. You sit back here. I got this, and I got that, and I got this. But when you can't do nothing... When nothing's working, when nothing's going right, all you can do is say, do you know something? I, all I can do is trust you. And now, for some reason, you get to be really important in my life. You know what I mean? When, when, when all there's left is God, when all, all only choice you have left, you kind of got, like, you kind of got to, like, say, hey, I guess it's up to you now. And you know what? He's so faithful. It's not that I didn't trust him before, but there was a trust that come into my life through that situation. And then I had other challenges, you know? And, man, I hated challenges, and I still hate challenges when I'm going through them, but when I get through them, I'm like, Whew. you know, that, that was a blessing. God. Right? And so God worked it out. Like, like, a lot of people are paranoid. Well, they're out to get me, and this is out to get me, and that's out to get me, and now... Like, I've, I've got reverse paranoia because I'm like, well, that's out to bless me and they're out to bless me and everybody's out to bless me. Right? Why? Because the Bible says in Romans, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's good news. Right? We can count on him and we can trust him. We can know, you know something? It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I know I'm going to trust you. So we, we got, um, um, Linda's been, uh, had some shingles stuff going on, and that's miserable, man, and I feel so bad. Like, me going through something bad enough, but when you watch your wife going through it, just, it sucks, you know? And so, um, keep her in your prayers, but at the same time, I know that God's a healer, and God will, will take you through things. Maybe you're out there, and you're going through some stuff. Maybe you got some health issues. Maybe, maybe you just got a bad report. Maybe it's, maybe it's in other areas of, of your life. I don't, I don't know, but I'm telling you, God's faithful. And he loves you, and he's for you, and he'll make a way. And for us here, too, not ignoring you guys. Right? So anyway, I was uh, woke up the other morning, and um, good Lord. This was one of the weeks I really needed the singers to pick me up. Thank God they won. <laughs> right? Like, it, should a football game mean that much? I mean, come on. Right? So anyway, I was, uh, I woke up the other morning, and um, I had this dream. And Like, do you ever have these dreams, and then you just, like, remember every part of them? And so it was just like so vivid and it's like God was talking to me and 
Like, like I was in this church with these people, and then all, all this stuff started battling and wiping the church out. And then these guys, when, when it almost like wiped them out, then all of a sudden they turn into superheroes. <laughs> right? And then there's this lady, and it was like, like she, she just thought she was common. And, and you could tell she, she just didn't think she, she had any power. And, and these, these big old alien things come in and knocked her down, and it looked like they killed her. And all of a sudden you could just see... Her, her uh, just take a breath, and then all of a sudden she turned into Wonder Woman. <laughs> and then it was Western boys. I mean, she went to, to taking care of business, right? And as I was watching her, I was like, whoa, look at that, right? And so, so ladies, don't ever let anyone put you down, right? God's got great things on you, and you guys are such Wonder Womans. Right, Wonder Women. Gonna did I say it right? Wonder Woman's. Right, you guys have great value and stuff. But as I was starting to wake up, all of a sudden I was like, looked over at her. I was like, How did you do? How did you do that? And she throws me this bottle. Right, and so it stuck. Uh, it was a pill bottle, and it stuck in in my um, in my brain. Right. And I woke up, and I was like, well, what do I do with this? And she, and she goes, take it and tell everyone. And I was like, okay. Well, um, could I get a slide? So go to the third slide, please. So this is what the bot- bottle said. I remade it. It had Rx, redeemed, rest in peace, and then it put use freely. You're like, Pastor James, what are you smoking? (laughs) I know it's legal here now, but you really shouldn't do it. (laughs) Right? No, no, no. It was so profound. I was like, now think about this. You you got the Rx. Can we go to the Rx now? This was really cool because when I woke up, I couldn't under, I didn't understand completely what he was talking about. Uh, um, and then when I studied that, that R actually is Latin. And, and the Latin word means to take. Right? This is what you take. And so actually the X didn't come on until later, like I think like the 18th century or 19th century anyway, instead of having that little Latin leg on there that they actually put an X on it. And so, like, I couldn't figure out how to do that on on my, um, what do you call it, however you make those things, <laughs> right? But, um, so I wanted to show you this. But it means to take. And I was like, take. You know, so, so much of the time God offers us so many blessings and so much stuff that we don't necessarily just take it, right? Can you go to the second So I think it's going to rain in this county. Never mind. Okay. The definition of a doctor's prescription, also something resembling a doctor's prescription as being an advisable or corrective course of action. Rest is still the best RX or prescription for pulled muscles. Now, I'll get back to that. There's a reason that I put that up there, too, because I think it's real important. Right? And so, 
So we got this so much of the time that God's got all these promises for us, right? Right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His promises. Why does He say forget not His promises? I think it's because we might forget them sometimes. Right? We might forget that in Psalms 101, uh, um, who heals, it goes on, or Psalms 103, who heals all my diseases and, and takes away all my sins, right? And so what he's saying is, like, I've got all these promises and all these blessings, and I want you to remember them, and I want you to take advantage of, of them and take advantage uh, of, of the blessings and the um, work that I done. So you're like, well, Pastor James, you're just going to, to, to all that healing gospel and prosperity gospel and all. Well, really, I didn't know there was a sickness and a broke gospel. <laughs> right? Because that wouldn't be, that'd be stupid, right? Sick good news. I mean, that's what gospel means, right? So it's good news. Well, what's good news? Right? Good news is if you're sick, he died. So that now you can be healed. I guarantee you when, when you get sick and you're broke and you're hurting and, and you can't do anything, you're crying out, hey, I need healing, right? And, and the Bible says we have not because we ask not. But I guarantee you, I think inside we're always asking whether we realize or not. You guys ever get in a situation and you don't like it and so then you're like, man, I wish this wasn't like that. You know what really is happening is deep inside you're saying, Man, Father, can we change this situation? So really, we're kind of asking all the time. We kind of can't not ask. Like some of you are asking me to keep this short so you can go home. Right? Maybe. Right? But we're always asking God for something, whether we really know it. So sometimes we don't know how to pray. But the Bible says the Holy Spirit prays for us, right? So, so we, we're not just asking on ourselves, but we got the Holy Spirit working in conjunction with us. And, and we can do great things if we'll just trust God. You guys hear what I'm talking about? I love saying that. I don't know why. Right? I like saying right, too. I say that a lot. But I always look to the left. I think it's to remind me, look over here, too. So, hi. Right? So, but to take to 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 take advantage of all that God has for you, right? And so, I I was reading here where where um, in Psalms chapter two, where we're no longer um, the king is no longer installed on Zion, right? But it says this: Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take. Their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their feather feathers, not feathers, fetters, not feathers. I was like, why would there be feathers? Like although they do tar and feather people sometimes. <laughs> the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in anger and terrifies them with his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. Now, there's, there, there's two different mountains, right? What was the mountain that Moses came down with the Ten Commandments? Sinai, right? So, so you got this one mountain where the law comes down, and then you have this one mountain where, 
where we call Mount Zion, where what? It's God's holy hill, right? But that's where Jesus gave his life so that he could fulfill the promises that God has. So he's saying, I've installed my king. Do you know who he's talking about here? Jesus, right? On Zion, and he's calling it his hill, my holy hill. Anybody out there on the planet want to know who that belongs to? Right here. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son today, and I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance and the end of the earth your possessions. I think it's kind of like, like he's saying, Ask of me, right? And then he's being stingy with him. Right? He's like, yeah, you ask me for bread, I might give you a rock. Right? You know, in the New Testament it says, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our Father, how much more is our Heavenly Father going to give us good things? And then he says, if we ask for bread, are we, is he going to give us a rock? Or if we ask for fish, is he going to give us a snake? I mean, that gives some of us nightmares. <laughs> right? Right? So, so, He's a good God, and He loves us, and if He loves us that much, we can expect good things to Him. Like, we love our kids that much. We bless our kids. I mean, maybe, maybe you grew up out there, and you didn't have that experience, but I'm sorry, because that's not the right experience that you would get from your Father in heaven, because He loves you. And I pray that you get a good glimpse of what He, he is really like. Amen? So he says, ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance. The ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter and you will dash them to pieces like potters. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned. You rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So I love how, because God's the one who installed it, right? He said, I have installed my king, right? He's the one that has dominion. And then he says, ask of me. And I keep thinking, man, I want to ask you, Father, for all your goodness and all your grace and all your love. And sometimes we're so afraid to go to him because we're like, well, I don't want to ask for too much. Or, or, you know, I really don't want to bother him. You know, I think he had like three angels out sick this week in this like really crisis in heaven. You know, so if like I'd ask him for this, like he'd be really falling apart, falling off the throne. No, he, he's not. He's saying, take it, take from me. Take liberally from me because I've got great things for you. And he's like, well, I'm not worthy. Well, could I go back to that pill bottle, please? None of us are worthy in our own strength. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you know, do you know what, what saves us is the blood of Jesus, the redemption uh, of God and, and the finished work that he do, he's done for us through the cross. I have a scripture that I love, and it's in 
in um, Galatians chapter 3. Now I'm going to start in, in verse 6 because I think this is really cool. It says this, Consider Abraham, he believed God, and it was create, credited to him as righteousness. Now it starts off in, in verse 6 with it was credited to him as righteousness. So, so it says he believed God. It's like he didn't do anything else. Anytime that someone says, well, you got to do this or you got to do this to get access to God, the Bible, that, that's wrong. The Bible says, says that, that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. That's our way to God is through believing. You guys hear what I'm saying? You cannot earn your righteousness. You cannot earn his grace. You cannot earn his forgiveness. He gave it to you freely because he's that good. Abraham was a mess at, at first too, right? Like he messed up. He gave his wife away twice, which just blows my mind. I'm like, how did he get to do it twice? Right? How did he not get killed the first time? By his wife, right? So, so like he was messed up in some areas, but God still had a plan for his life. Maybe we get messed up in some areas, but God's like, I ain't done with you. You think I didn't know that when I called you? You don't think I didn't know that when, 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 when you were created? Man, but those very weaknesses can become our strengths if we'll allow God to do a work in. It's not because it's our strength. It can become his strength, right? Because Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Right believing produces right living. So much of the time we say, do right, and then, then you'll live right. No, you won't. We, we can't do and do and do and do, because in the end, all it is is a bunch of doo-doo. <laughs> right? Because it's impossible for, for us, because, because, um, because of who we are. Because of, not who we are, but because just we're going to make mistakes, Right? We're not him, right? So to say, oh, I can do this, we're saying that, yeah, I'm God too, right? And I am a son of God, and in Christ Jesus, I'm a joint heir, but that's a different, different thing and a different topic. I got a roll. The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So this is like we're coming into election season. One of the one of my principles on how I vote is how does this party or political people deal with Israel? That's a big deal to me. If you're for Israel, I'm for you. If you've done no no's to Israel, I do no no to you on the thing. Right? I don't vote for you. So that's just my conscience. And so, so to me, that's voting the Bible. And as we vote this year, too, just, just well, you guys got it. I ain't worried about it, right? But just vote your conscience. Vote the Bible. Find out what God says about the situation, right? And then go in on that. But it says, through you, all nations will be, all nations will be blessed through you. So those who have faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Okay, this man believed God so much that he actually had a baby with Hagar. Right? God said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you... Like, he goes, okay, God, I believe you. And then he goes off and does something on his own. How many of us do that? 
right? I really believe you, God. And then we just go do the exact opposite. And God's calling him a man of faith. What? Do you know why? Because God wasn't looking at his action. He was looking at his heart. He was looking at his belief because it says Abraham believed God and God credited it to him as righteousness. Right believing produces right living. When we believe right, we'll live right. It's my, one of my man, mentors always said, it's your head, your heart, and then your hands. Right? So it's important. Faith comes by hearing, right? Hearing in our head, but then that drops down into our heart. Once it drops down to our heart, then we start living it out, and we start having these actions that are godly. And so it comes with believing, right? And so, anyway... They're blessed with Abraham, the man of faith. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. Now, read that again. All, in Greek right there, I'm not a Greek scholar, but I think it means all. Right? Everyone. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. Where it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do all everything written in the book of the law. Do you know what he's saying? It, it, if you don't honor your father and mother, if you don't, it, like we're not talking the big ones. Like we usually think of kill, still, and you know, all that stuff, right? We're not even talking about those, right? If you break one little, you tell one little white lie, you know, you're guilty. What it's saying is you're guilty of committing all of them, right? Under the law. That's why they needed a sacrifice and that's why we needed Jesus, Right? Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. Man, I got to believe God. I got to have faith. You know how I get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. And then faith also comes by we go through something and an obstacle and and we're being tortured by our favorite football team. And then they finally come out at the end. Right? And I didn't have a lot of faith in them at the times. Right? But that's how we are in life. We, kind of, we go through things and we're like, man, we're going under. And I was like, whoa, how did this bless me? It's because we have a big God. Amen. Right? See, things aren't always going to go exactly like, like sunshine and roses and the bluebird of of sunshine and goodness is going to plop on us and we're going to dance around wearing a dress like a Disney princess singing with the animals following us. I mean, we think we find Jesus and everything's all rosy all the time and sometimes you, it ain't rosy. You just got in a war. Right? There are some good things, but there's some bad things too and don't judge yourself when you're going through the bad things and say, well, it's because I did, maybe did mess up and do something. But, but at other times, like, like God can still get you through it when you do, do mess up and make mistakes. But at other times, God's going to use that and get you through it. But don't judge yourself as unrighteous because of a mistake. Or not even a mistake because of something that's attacking you. Because that's a lie straight from hell. And he's trying to steal something from you. And that's your peace. And that's your righteousness. If he can get you thinking, I'm not righteous, he gets us thinking back, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. No, no, no. you just got to believe and rest. 
in who he is. And that, that's what, what uh, they're saying to the Galatians right here. That's what they're saying to us, too. Clearly, no one is justified for God by law because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. It's not faith to keep the law. What you're saying is, I don't need you, God. I won't lie. I won't steal. Right? I won't kill. Unless my husband gives me away twice. <laughs> and lies about it. Right? No. Right? So, so it, we're, what we're doing is we're saying, I'll take ownership of my future instead of saying, you know something, I'll give you everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. I surrender it all. My, my past and my future, my present. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who, who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hung on a tree. So now, when I seen this redeemed, that was the first verse that popped into my mind. Right? Was, was Jesus became a curse for us because he says cursed is, is the man who's hung on a tree. What's saying is, it, it's talking about him dying on the cross. Right? But there's also a, a type and shadow of this in the Old Testament when the, the Hebrews were, were in, the, in the wilderness and and um, they were getting bit by fiery serpents. And their people were dying. And Moses cried out to God. He's like, God, what do I do? And God says, I want you to take a, a serpent and put it on a pole. And I want you to lift it up. And whenever someone gets bit, all they have to do is look on that pole and they'll be healed. Now watch. Now this was in the Old Testament. Now watch this. This is the Old Testament Right? This is before Jesus, but it was a type and shadow of Jesus. And so they'd look up there. God was trying to tell us, hey, look unto Jesus. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. And you know what that means? Now we are free for all of his blessings. Now that doesn't mean you're not ever going to go through stuff. I don't mean that. But what it does mean is our promise in the Bible that in all things he works for our good. So even the bad things, like we can have reverse paranoia again, right? Oh, this is going to out to bless me. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for, I don't know, they gave me the wrong hamburger. Maybe they put mayonnaise on it. God forbid. Yeah. Blech. Right? But God's going to work it out for my good, right? So here it is. Curse is everyone who's hung on a tree. Well, Pastor James, that that's kind of melodramatic. I'm surprised I got that word out with this face mask <laughs> on. But I wrote some notes in Deuteronomy 28. We see all of God's blessings, but one of my notes in the in this is it's not what you look at that matters; it's what you see. Now, sometimes we can look at the scriptures and we can look at things, 
but we're not really seeing what he's saying. You know what I'm talking about? And so, so I want to see everything that, that he's wanting to show me. And so I see in these, these blessings, and all of us love these blessings. One of the things I wrote in here is paid in full by Jesus so that when I open this up, I know that I can never earn these. These blessings come because of the grace of God and that he died for me and that he deemed me righteous. Right? That word deem means to judge, right? What happened is after Adam fell, we, we were no longer righteous, right? And so now we were living under the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? Instead of living in the tree of life. So what he did, he says, you know what? I'm going to deem you alive in me, dead to the world, alive in me, fulfilled in me. And now all these blessings are available because of my sacrifice. And that's good news, right? And it says here, if you fully obey the Lord, the Lord your God and careful for all of his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your field. And Yada-da-da-da-da-da. Hallelujah. That's good news, right? These are the blessings that we get because we are redeemed from the curse of the law, right? It says right there in Galatians that we are redeemed. So I flipped the page. Like I got this rainbow Bible and it's got great coloring, right? So it's got positive colors. Like so you got yellow and, and orange and blue. And then I flip over here and it turns gray. Like, man, that got old fast. No, no. You know what happened? Is it cr- crosses over, and now it says these are the promise of curses for disobedience. Oh man! So like, there's something in here that says even diseases that you don't know about yet is included in here, right? And then they got all these curses. So like, I was reading that one day. I was reading there, and it was like I'd always skip. Like Deborah's like, man, I don't want to read that. I'm going to stay positive and read this and. I was like, read that. And I was like, why? I'm free from that. And he goes, exactly. You'll know what you're set free from. I was like, whoa. So you know what I did? I wrote these words, and it's all in my Bible, and it says, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. By becoming a curse for me. So now, I, when, I, when I read this Bible and I see these notes, that, that I know that He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham may come upon us. I'm not, I'm not a recipient because I'm good. I'm a recipient because He's great. And He paid a price for me to take advantage of this. Man, if I buy you guys stakes it out back and give you a gift card and say, here, hey, go get it. Man, hopefully you guys will go get it. Right? I'd go get it. Right? Unless you don't like Outback, right? But anyway. But anyway, I'm out of time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for, for your goodness. We, we love you.
And we just give you praise. But um, if you're out there or you're in here, just, I just want to encourage you, just remember how precious and how righteous and how blessed you are because of the finished work of Jesus. Amen? Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.